joining me. <laughs> that would be so wild if I just had two empty stools up here and I sat off center. How crazy would that be? Why would I do that, Hannah? That makes no sense. Right? Um, all right. Hey, uh, so this is going to be a late night on dating where we answer every question that you've ever had about it. I'm kidding, guys. We have 30 minutes. How about you chill out? Um, so a, a couple things just to kind of set a framework. What, what you're going to get here um, in 30 minutes is not everything. We're, we're actually going to kind of hit you with like a fire hose around five formational questions, uh, five formational questions on, on dating. So entering dating, practices within dating, when do I start dating, breaking up, and why does God care about it? Um, I, I want you to think like more helpful and not like one-on-one -on -one counseling, right? That's not what we're doing right now because there's like all of you here basically still. Um, so, so if you have more questions after this, which we anticipate that you will, like let's hang. But we're trying to just like actually have some, some conversations for the, for the culture. So here's what we're not doing. We are not creating a cultish code on how to date in Salt Company. That's not what's happening in the next 30 minutes. Just as a heads up, what we are trying to do here is kind of ask some wise questions and give you some healthy frameworks for, for dating to, to push against both like communal and cultural stories. So Cultural stories of dating can be like, it's fun, try it out, situationship, hookup, attention, whatever. Community uh, stories or stories of dating in the communities that you're in that can be helpful and can be good, but don't necessarily need to be like law for you. So we'll get into some of that later. But uh, we're all here now, so that's good. That was just me buying time. Uh, so five questions that we're, we're going to get into. And I'll just go ahead and ask the first one. Uh, how do I know uh, if I am ready to consider dating? Like, how do I know if I'm just ready to, to, to kind of start in on, on dating? I'll start. Um, so I think it's really helpful to ask yourself a few questions, five questions in particular. You could ask more or less, but I think that these are some helpful ones that I've, I've asked myself. So what is your motivation for getting into a relationship um, what does your personal walk with Jesus currently look like? Are you, like, reading your Bible? Are you, like, yeah, do, are you in community? What, is, what does that look like? Um, are you taking time to rest? Um, a pattern of repentance. Um, are you looking to date to fill a void or satisfy a part of you that only the Lord can fill? And do you see both singleness and marriage as a gift? And then lastly, um, which I'll unpack a little bit, is are you dating for evaluation or entertainment? So what I mean by that is, like, evaluation is more like either a relationship's going to end in a breakup or in marriage. And so if you are dating for evaluation, you're, there's a possibility that you could marry this person. It doesn't mean that the first person you date you're going to marry. Um, but if you're dating for entertainment, you're just, you know, maybe playing the field or seeing, like, what is out there or for an experience. Um, and I would, yeah, ask that you would think about why whether you're doing the entertainment or the evaluation type of dating. Yeah, yeah. A uh, couple of things that I'd throw in there too. Um, I, I would think about like who you are and do you know who you're looking for? Like, so who are you and do you know what, what you're looking for? So uh, I'm going to say this from like my perspective as a, as a male. So I am looking for and have found, hooray, uh, a woman. This is my wife, Molly. If you didn't know that, that would have been odd if you were like, why did he just touch her shoulder? Um, right? Um, 
So I'm thinking foundation and what I'm looking for and not structure. So here's just some, some kind of like framework for that. Shared convictions, which are values and beliefs that you hold in common, right? Shared convictions. If you don't have shared convictions, there's going to be a time in the future where you have a significant and sharp disagreement and it's going to feel more like a divorce than a breakup because of the significance of it. Things that you could have talked about and actually like discovered in one another much earlier on while just sharing and conversing over convictions that you have. Uh, are you complementary to one another? I think there's actually a beauty to that. There's this word in Genesis chapter one, uh, chapter one or two, um, where it's talking about the Adam and Eve and says that Eve was Adam's kenegdo, which is this idea of an opposite, um, like an opposite complement. So not the same as Adam, different than from Adam, but also like and similar to Adam. So an opposite complement. So the complementary towards one another could fall into a myriad of categories. Here's an example where you're not complementary to one another. If you were like, I'm going to be an engineer in Milwaukee, and the person that you're considering dating is like, I am planning to go overseas for many years. I have news for you. There's an issue <laughs> complementarily there, like as it relates to, to your, your future. So there's complementary to one another, shared convictions. And then that's it, like shared vision for the future. Like, is there like a shared, do you have a shared vision for the future? So there's just some things I'm trying to think about and who I'm looking for. I'm, I'm, asking, the, I'm asking other questions as well, but shared convictions, complementary towards another, shared vision for the future. Just r real, real quick, um, there's this really sweet, uh, kind of example of this in Proverbs 31. Now, don't sigh, please. It's actually a great text. Uh, Proverbs 31, the, the woman of nobility here is, is a kael in the original language. That means like noble warrior, like everywhere else in the Bible. Um, so that's a pretty like significant, like they're, they're putting the, the, the weight on this woman of like nobility, of like convictional. She knows who she is. She, she's after her, so she's about her business. Like there, there's this beauty and nobility that's seen in, in this, this woman. So, so it's knowing in, in the sense who you're looking for. So dating, I think, is a spiral into nothingness and often pain if you don't have some idea kind of coming in as like who you're looking for and who, who you're looking towards. It, it, it kind of goes off of what Katie was saying, like dating as evaluatory and not for entertainment, right? If you want to have some fun, there's like Marvel movies. That's awesome. But like, don't, don't like, like try to like mine your fun out of like the soul of a person that you're like bringing through the wire and then deciding like to cast them off to the side. That's not kind. It's not loving, not the, the way of, of Jesus. You don't experiment on a person for, for entertainment, even if you're not yet sure of who you are, which by the way, falls into the second category, which is just a question to consider. Are you becoming the person that the person you're looking for is looking for? Does that make sense? Are Say you becoming the person that the person you're looking for is looking for? So to go back to Proverbs 31, I bet you didn't know that there's actually a Proverbs 31 man, guys. Ooh. So the Proverbs 31 man in verse 11, are you trusting? In verse 23, is your reputation good? Are you known at the city gates as a leader in the community that you're in? Verse 28, he rises up and praises her. Are you honoring? That's counter-majority of dating culture, by the way, which is marked by mistrust, goofy men, and dishonor. So this is actually a call up. Like, are you becoming the person that you're looking for is looking for? Because those are two things I'd, 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 I'd ask. Yeah, and I feel like it's like you're saying, define what you're looking for. We'll get into this 
in further questions. But it doesn't mean that, that like you know the answers to all those questions, but you should have those things defined before you jump into like dating. We'll talk about like dating, you learn the answers to those questions. But I mean, I feel like you guys summed it up, but I think too, just like to, to hone back in to like this idea of like, your dating life, your relationship status will not like uh, fix the other like broken parts of your life or the other places where there's longings or desires. Like truly, like do you have a soul level satisfaction in Christ? A, like a kind of relationship with Jesus that Rudy was talking about tonight of like daily worship and intimacy and like you and Jesus are good. You're ride or die. And if it was just you, like great, we're 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 doing this. Um, <clears throat> yeah, because I think then too like. Yeah, you just don't want to look to your relationship to ever try to complete you or to fix, like, an answer to loneliness. Um, or then even I think that there's this pressure in, like, Christian subculture around college especially. It's like, if you don't date somebody before you're done with college and salt company, how will you ever meet somebody? And it's like this ticking time bomb of, like, oh, no, I'm a, like, I'm a senior and I got to figure it out before I leave this, like, era of my life. And I would just say, like, that... I think is is not that's not it's like a myth that's not real pressure there's a lot of people that meet somebody in college there's a lot of people who don't meet some, we didn't meet in college I like I dated other people in college and it was like nope and my senior year I was like there's nobody and I really don't want to date and there's this freedom of like I don't need to like if this is in the cards like god like you'll you'll have somebody for me eventually how do I lean into this season now so and I, I think just to tag onto that like both of those are good stories yeah can we just like lay that out? Like it's a good story to say I met the man or woman that I'm marrying in college. And it's a good story to say like, hey, I met the man or woman that I married not in college. Those are there's not like this moral. We get into like this ontological like conversation of like the the the, the core of one is better than the core of the other and it's not, right? They're both good stories still. Yeah. So yeah. I just like yeah, I would hate for the pressure of feeling like time is running out to like make you feel like, oh, I've got to be ready to date somebody now or kind of like force the issue. Um, and then I think finally, like you'll know you're ready to date someone if you're willing to be like vulnerable and straightforward and maybe not have it work out. Like, yeah. Um, but that kind of brings us to like, you've got to be vulnerable. You've got to be straightforward. So this question of, okay, how should I ask someone on a date or how do I decide to say yes if someone asks me on a date. Yeah. So, Rudy. So write this down. Most of life's frustrations come from unmet expectation due to poor communication. I will say it again. Most of life's frustrations come from unmet expectations due to poor communication. So how do I decide to say yes and ask someone out on a date? Let me say this like like go meta. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly is how is how you 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 do that actually. I would like to take you out on a date versus let's hang out. Right? Like like I'm 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 being honest. Like clarity is actually kindness in this. And like then the clarity of like, yes, I would like to go out on a date with you. Ask if it's not clear. To be clear, are you asking me out on, on a date? Like communicate clearly. Clarity is kindness, especially when we're talking about something as important like like this, dating relationships. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, too, to frame this as, like, okay, literally, someone comes up, pretend, we'll suspend reality, I'm not dating, I'm not married to Rudy, Molly, will you go on a date with me? 
okay, and I maybe know this person super well, maybe not. Maybe they've been in my friend group. Maybe I see them around. And I think initially everyone's like, oh, my gosh, I've got to answer the question. Am I ready to marry this, to get engaged to this person tomorrow on our first date? And it's like, that's like, that's a wrong metric to probably decide to say yes or no to a first date with somebody. So in that context, I'm thinking through really kind of like three a couple questions. I won't, I don't know actually how many are there. Um, so first, um, I'm going to say yes to the date. If there's not like any immediate red flags of like, I know you're kind of like a jerk or a bad person, or I know that you don't love Jesus. I know that you're like not on the same life trajectory as me. Um, but also like, I'm going to be curious, like, am I attracted to them, both to like their personality, their character, um, but also like physically, like, am I attracted to this person? If, if yes, okay, yeah, then I should consider going on a date with them. Um, am I curious about spending time with them in light of like a romantic relationship? Maybe it's, they're a friend and I've not thought about them in that light. Okay, like maybe I could go to on a date with them and see like, oh, is this like, this kind of relationship is this for us? Um, yeah, and then... Um, yeah, so I like saying yes to someone, know that they love and follow Jesus. There's not immediate outward reasons to say no. Um, curious about spending time with them in light of a romantic relationship. Um, and so even too, it's like, okay, that's the first date. How do I keep saying yes to dates? I think it's again, like kind of just asking these questions. Do you like them slash are you attracted to them? Do you enjoy the time that you spend together? Do you want to spend more time with them as like in a relationship, in a dating way, not friends? Um, Did I like who I was around them? And if the answers are like yes to those things, I think those are like open doors to like continue to go on dates with them and start to answer some of those foundational questions of like evaluating further down as the relationship gets more serious. Um, So yeah, I think like hopefully like take some time and some pressure off like in your first date to get like their whole life story and the whole answer to all of those questions of what's your future and like it like it really is okay to take some time to like get to know somebody enjoy it like do I like do I like this person do I like who I am around them um I think to a hot take I will say like ladies you could ask someone on a date if you like them if you're clear that's my I don't know that's my advice that's my it's a Molly hot take. It's a Molly. I don't know if it's not even that necessarily a hot take, but it's 2022, you guys. I don't know. Like, right. if you if you like somebody and need the clarity, you could say like, "Hey, do you want to go on a date with me?" Or you could also ask someone to clarify if there's like a situationship. You can say, "Hey, what is this?" Yeah, yeah. So we can go into our story a little bit here. Like, I asked Molly on a date after kickoff, after knowing her for like a month, mm-hmm. and she said, "I said no." Not she said no. Yet. And she then said I clarified. No. <laughs> she clarified when I got a text mm-hmm. the next morning. Um, but she, but but to be clear, but to be clear, she clarified. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And then we were friends, mm-hmm. and then we had another conversation the next Wednesday, and we're like, it was more clear. Like, oh, like just. It was even Molly back was to at. the first question yeah. of like, I li- I told him I like you. Here's my life right now. I just failed one of my master's classes and I need to like do the hard thing and like study before I go and have like a fun new boyfriend relationship. And so I was like, actually, I'm not in a place to date right now because my life is not in order. And so I need to be before we can 
Hey, what's so up? then I honored that and actually I honored that and stepped back and said, I'm going to spend time like around you, but I'm I know. gonna bring you tea every week. I brought her tea every Wednesday <laughs> before worship rehearsal. I That's brought her true. tea. Cute. I got 10 minutes with her every Wednesday before I brought her, I brought her tea and we were just talk That's true. just, and we were just friends that like I knew she knew that I liked her. I kind of knew that she liked me. That's weird. Yeah. We had clarity. And then we, we knew we were going to date eventually. And then like, and then I asked her out on a date about six weeks later. So, and she said yes that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we're going to go into the weeds. The Sorry. Um, Katie, anything to add of like, how do you decide to say yes? Or how do you decide to just like, we're saying like initially ask someone to go on a date? No. Yeah. That's great. Cool. 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 But what about, I guess I would have had to hand you the, the mic, but um, yeah, this is you. <laughs> okay. So can you tell us a little bit of how do you know when to stop going on dates? Mom. Yeah, um, I will. I will begin with a story that kind of ties the last the the last section in this section. Um, I was an RA my junior year, and my friend, who was also an RA, Scott Payne, asked me out on a date. And we had been in the same friend group, and I knew that I enjoyed spending time with him. He was like a cool person. We had similar interests, and he said, do you want to go on a date with me? And I thought, hmm, I've never thought about you in, like, a romantic light. Yeah, I would, like, I would like to go on a date. I would like to figure out, like, could this, could this be a thing? And we went on a date. We biked around Ada Hayden. We were RAs, so we had crazy meal swipes. And so we went and got dinner at the dining center. Maybe, maybe he could have stepped it up a little bit. I don't know. I tell the story sometimes, and people are like, he took you to the dining center? And, like, it was, it was fine. It was fine. Um, we went to the dining center. We talked. It was like, it was fine. We're like, it's starting to rain. He has to go across campus to bring somebody to Salt Company worship practice. And he's like, the last minute, like buzzer beater. Hey, I really enjoy this. Would you want to do this again sometime? And I looked at him and I said, Scott, I had a really fun time with you. Um, but no, because I like, like we tried this out, but I really think that like our relationship is just friends. And even like, kind of exploring this. I don't think that I ever will think of you more as a friend, but I really enjoyed this time. And so I decided to stop going on dates with Scott. So Payne. were you able to be in a room with him again after that experience? Um, yeah. Great. Okay. Just to be clear, like that wasn't this like earth shattering. Right? No, I mean, yeah. and granted we had been on one date and so it's, it's different as you go on more dates, but I would just say like, I was asking myself those questions of like, do I see this going further, like in a romantic, like wanting to pursue this with you? No. And he was devastated. He was really sad. Um, but like, sorry, I mean, like, like, just breaking hearts left and right. And like, he was sad, but I needed, I owed him in that moment to be honest of like, like, no, I don't. And he really thought I was going to say yes, based on how the date went. And I was honest of like, this was great. I enjoyed the time with you, but it's just in this friend type of way. And so that's it. Um, but I think, yeah. So if the questions that I asked early, like short term, you don't see the relationship either going deeper or like being a longer term. Oh, I'm ready to be vulnerable with you in a way where we can start to answer some of those questions of like, who are you? Who am I? Where are we headed in life? Um, I think like practically as you're like dating someone and you see more of their character, more of their future, if like your life goals, trajectories don't align and you don't feel like, oh, I like this person enough where I would maybe change some of my life trajectory or I would reevaluate decision makings like a job, where you're going to like live, work, how you're going to like 
you know, do kingdom work together, um, yeah, that might be a time to end the relationship if those begin to not align. Um, if you, like, maturity-wise, like, if you don't align spiritually, emotionally um, with somebody and you just realize, like, you see more of their character and, like, oh, we're at different spots in how we loved Jesus. We, like, I'm seeing more of who you are around other people and I, it doesn't, that doesn't work, like, or, yeah, like, actually, like, you're just headed in a different direction than I am. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, you're going to be, like, eventually you will date to a point where, like, it's maybe more serious, and you have to have open conversations about future goals, hopes. Um, but then I think, too, if patterns of sin have emerged because of your relationship, um, it's time to, like, stop going on dates and stop dating. Um, yeah, your, like, most important priority for your whole life is to love, follow, and honor Jesus with your life, and the person that you're dating, the person that you'll maybe eventually marry one day, is going to be the most influential person um, when it comes to that, and so if there's a part of that relationship where, like, honoring Jesus, following in obedience to him, and if dating someone is continually, continuously pulling you away from that reality, it may be wise to stop dating to make, like, your relationship with Jesus a priority. Um, sometimes relationships need like a reset or time apart to also like break some patterns and cycles of sin. And that's not like a, not, not a wrong thing. That's a really like honoring thing. I don't know. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's important when we're talking about like breaking up to, for you to realize that like a breakup is not like this mark of, a, a breakup is not like this ultimate mark of failure, like on you as a person or on them as a, as a person. Now, there may be, have been, like, some significant failure that took place that led to that breakup, right? But, like, it's, there really are two outcomes of a dating relationship. You will marry that person or you will break up with that person. If you think that there's, like, some mysterious in-between third area, you're going to, like, drag each other into this, like, weird nebulous spiral that has very little definition and again it's more entertainment using of one another than actually like caring for for one another um I, I like to say this like date in such a way that you could end the relationship and still be in the same room together i'm not saying you're like your buddy buddy like best friends with that person but there's a difference in how you date between like if you break up between there being pain or there being shame does that make sense like, there would be pain because, man, like, oh, this, this has ended, and that's a bummer, and maybe one person wanted it more than the other, and that's a bummer, versus, like, oh, we were, I mean, we can go there, but, like, we were having, like, we, we, we were doing things like we shouldn't have been doing. We were, we were committing sexual sin with one another. We were having, inter we weren't having intercourse, but we were getting really close. We were doing other things, and now this breakup feels more like a divorce, actually, because we were, we were like, integrating pieces of, like, marital practices, things that were intended to be maintained and practiced within the container of marriage. And, our, and, and like, a, if you, your relationship is marked by honor and virtue aligned with the way of Jesus, there may be pain. I don't think there will be so much shame, right? So, so there's a way to, to date where you say, like, I, at the end of this relationship, I actually want to either, like, really confidently look at you across an aisle, like, coming down an aisle, um, or I want to be able to be in the same room as you because at the end of the day, I honored Jesus and I honored you. Like, the, those are the two things. Like, when I'm sitting down with dudes and they're like, should I date this person? I'm like, well, do you think you could honor Jesus in this relationship? And do you think you could honor them, that woman in this relationship? Vice versa, women for, for men as well. I think there's, there's a difference. Um, I would go back to, like, 
like all these things. If you notice immaturities in yourself, I think too, this is like Molly's kind of talking if you notice it in another person, but if you notice immaturities in yourself, there's actually like a humility to say, I like you and I like us, but I have blank to deal with, so we actually need to take a step back, right? And now you don't be ambiguous, amb- ambiguous, I don't, that's not a word. You don't be ambiguous here and say, I've got some stuff to deal with, and then you, like, you squint at them, and then you walk away and say, we're breaking up. Like, that's actually not helpful. That's basically, here, let me say that, that's basically you, like, pulling the God card and saying, God told me that we should break up. And I'm, like, asking you not to do that. I'm asking you to be very specific with that person. You borderline on, like, spiritual abuse, if you say that, by the way, because you basically are communicating to that person. Never mind. I'm not sorry. If I go down that route, I'm going to, like, pop off. But, like, 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 seriously, like, I'm asking you, like, not to do that. I'm asking you to give, like, a a reason that, and there, you, you can pull in like, yeah, I looked in the text and what we're doing like actually doesn't align with the way of Jesus. So we're going to like step out of this relationship is different than like the clouds parted open and it said Phil instead of James. And so now I need to go move. I try to pick names I don't know in this room. Okay. Um, but, but like, if you notice immaturities in yourself, have the humility to say, I'm going to step away. Um, and be clear with those things. I need to go work on this in me. I walked a friend through a breakup after he was like, I know I need to break up with this girl. And we talked and it basically came down to, he was like, oh, I'm actually super arrogant and I'm, I'm angry when I'm arrogant and that's getting drawn out of me. And it's actually really hurting this relationship. And I said, you have to tell her that and confess your sin and say like, you're sorry, but you're stepping away because you actually need to repent of that and see that change before you're going to be in a relationship or, or that could spiral towards like potential abuse. I just don't play with this, guys. Like I just don't play with it. Like it's not some like fun, happy-go-lucky thing. Like it is a serious piece and practice of relationship. Um, a specific topic I'm asked in these, in, in some settings has to do about pornography. Um, I was doing a questionnaire just like this about six months ago and a question that came up and I know that this is a topic that is not just men and like that is not like just men and not women that's a dumb understanding of pornography and it's an inaccurate statistically experientially understanding of pornography is not just a gendered issue it is a human issue um I was doing a questionnaire like this a couple months ago so I just want to pose this as it was posed to me the question was was asked by uh, a group of women should I just assume that the guy that I am dating is watching pornography regularly? And it breaks my heart that that's even like a question that has to be considered. Like it breaks my heart that, that a woman would like start dating a man in the context of Christian community and say, I probably just have to deal with the fact that he's staring at naked women and pleasuring himself. Like that's actually heartbreaking to me because that is that, that oh, there's just so many things there. Like like that, that just breaks my heart that that um, a young woman would have to like mentally do those gymnastics while thinking about dating a guy. And there's honest conversation that can be had here, but I, I, I would I would just say this: the answer is that you should not have to assume that. Um, you should not have to assume that of of a man. Men, we should be pursuing purity uh, collectively together. Um, you should not have to assume that the person of the opposite gender that you're in a relationship with is regularly watching pornography. But I will say this clearly. If you're watching pornography and you're not doing absolute war against that sin, I would not recommend that you date because you will just drag that into the relationship with you. 
it'll be the mature, humble decision to say, I actually need to step away from this, from, from being in a relationship to see this heal. Like, like that won't go away because you start dating someone. That won't go away because you get engaged to them. That won't go, that doesn't magically disappear on the night of your wedding either. Seeing marriages destroyed by this being something that was just tolerated and not actually like totally like destroyed before pursuing forward. So I'm, I'm like begging you to not play games around that. That is not something, by the way, that it just exists in like Christian settings. I'm sorry, I know I'm going too long here. But like when Billie Eilish is coming out in like an article and saying pornography has ruined my mind. Guys, if, if, if like a Grammy winning pop star is like ahead of like the context and conversation in the church, we got a problem. So like let, let's just be honest about that as something that we're not just going to, we're just not going to tolerate and that's not me saying like so keep shame on you no that's me saying let's help each other like let's like your sexual brokenness doesn't need more sexual brokenness to heal your sexual brokenness it needs the gospel the gospel is what heals our sexual brokenness so let's like collectively come around that to to, to, together sorry I went further than I intended to in that but it is worth an honest heavy conversation I will say this if you're in a relationship right right now that these things don't heal your sexual brokenness only the gospel does that um, I think the same thing there is anger. If you're seeing excessive anger within a person, you actually may need to make the decision to help them by stepping away and giving them space to mature and become a person of, of peace. Uh, you are not the solution to their anger, and you do not have to bear the burden of being like their fixer uh, when it relates to their anger. Only the gospel will do that, and you might need to give them space to see that, that happen. Sorry, that was a bit heavy. That was a lot. Um, but moving on. So what do healthy and unhealthy practices of dating look like in these five areas? Physical, integrity, emotional, relational, and spiritual. And we're going to hit some of these fast because we want to honor our, our time. So that's peers, P-I-E-R-S, physical, integrity, emotional, relational, and spiritual. Um, we talked about this, like the ditches here are like acting like you're married versus being neglectful in each area. Um, and, and like how do we like see them as like healthy or unhealthy practices in these? So Katie. Yeah. So I'm going to talk a little bit about physical boundaries. Um, so God created us in his image, and he is a relational God. And so that doesn't mean that we can't, like, interact with each other in, in, in a physical way. We, we don't want to communicate that at all. Um, but there is, like, because God designed us to be a certain way and sin has come into the world, there's, like, certain things that we need to talk about. And so um, we need to take care and pay, like, close attention to um, ensure that we're having healthy, inappropriate physical interactions um, that are not actually leading to sin. And so um, the question that I often hear is, like, what, where is the line? And I think that that's actually the wrong question. Um, we should actually be asking, like, uh, is this, like, is the physical um, part of our relationship leading me to um, pursue holiness, or is this leading me to be tempted to sin? Um, not just partaking, like, in sex or sexual activity, but are the things that we're doing actually contributing to, like, lustful thoughts, um, things like that? Um, something that um, I wanted to share with you guys is it says, when you go outside the boundaries of God's design for sex and marriage, you're saying to that person, I would go outside of God's design for sex and marriage, even when you're married. And so physical interactions, like there's trust there. And so we have to be careful with um, boundaries around, yeah, physical intimacy. And so then the next one is spiritual, which you might be like, interesting, spiritual boundaries. It's really important to have those. And so, um, yeah, I basically would ask you to think and consider like, 
are you guys actually helping each other to follow Jesus? Like, they're not the only person that's that you're talking to Jesus about, but, like, are you in community? Are you reading your Bible? Are you praying apart from the person that you're in a relationship with? Because the moment that your relationship with Jesus becomes dependent on that other person um, is just a dangerous place to be in. And so, um, yeah. That's what I got. Yeah, yeah uh, just a framework for that, like we talked about, was, like, think of that person as, like, there's, like, auxiliary but not central, like, helpful but not the whole like when it comes to, to you, like loving and following Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, emotional P like we guess we went out of order. That's okay. But emotional boundaries. I think again, like there's pitfalls in all these places to start acting like you're married before you are, as your relationship gets more serious. Um, I think the healthy part of like cultivating like emotional, like, I don't know, like appropriate emotional closeness in a dating relationship would be like, yeah, be able to like share and like have companionship, be close to someone, talk about what you're feeling, what's going on internally inside of you, like have them, they'll be a great lens. They'll get to see the real you and kind of help speak either like truth or like the gospel into it or point out, hey, like actually this, there might be like an area of growth. Um, but you just want to be careful that they're not the only person that's carrying your like emotional bandwidth or all of your processing. We're designed like emotional, relational, this kind of ties into the next one relational as well. But like, you're not meant to just have like one person that carries the whole weight of all of your relational and emotional needs. Um, like you get the gift in marriage of like you have someone, but like Rudy isn't my only friend. And if he was the only person that I ever talked about my emotions or like, hung out with or talked about life with, um, that weight would be like crushing. It would be too much for him to bear because like, again, I think God designed us to be in community. And so like I have connection group, I have other friends, I have other people to also like help me be a whole person. Um, not just like one person dependent entirely on uh, another one person. Um, I think something to watch out for also when it comes to like relational if it's healthy, unhealthy, something unhealthy would be like, are all of your other friendships like really significantly impacted? Like, do you not spend time with just your friends anymore? That would be like, maybe like, a, oh, maybe I need to consider how much time I'm spending with this one person. And when you first start dating, it gets lopsided because it's exciting. And you're like, oh, I love this person. They're so great. I want to spend all my time with them. And great. Like, that's awesome. But if you like really find yourself like isolated from any other friend groups or that is like your only time is with that person. I would say that that's like something to kind of, that's like a check engine light. Hey, you should like look out for that and make sure to, um, to bring some balance there. Um, yeah, even when you're married, like health in relationships look like spending time apart with friends, doing other interests. We like need to spread the weight of our, of our relational needs. So, um, yeah, those are some kind of healthy, unhealthy aspects in those things. Yeah. The last one's like integrity. Um, are you becoming more or less of a person of integrity or as you're around this person? Like, are you hiding who you actually are from the people that are around you because you're dating this person? Or is it actually pressing you to be like more open with the people that, that are around you? Like there's actually practices of integrity that are here. Uh, my mentor in college said it like this. He said, uh, if you have integrity, nothing else matters. And if you lose your integrity, then nothing else matters. 
So there's actually a cultivation of integrity that I'm becoming like more singularly a whole integer of a person. I, I am becoming like known as this one person. I'm not like this person with my girlfriend and then this person with my, my friends or this person with my wife, this person with my friends. There's an, and a cultivation of, of integrity that takes place there too. Yeah. And I think too, like a huge, just like dating in general, like you should have like a, someone mentoring you, discipling you where you like can completely be honest about every aspect of your relationship and you want people around you that can speak into it that also won't just tell you what you want to hear we all know it we have those friends that if we want someone to say like oh yeah it's great keep going like we we can tell them the hard thing and it's kind of just like a rubber stamp versus is there real community around you and people that really will like both celebrate and affirm the things that are good and right but will speak like truth into what they're seeing and if you're like dating somebody that you don't that you feel like you can't share what's really going on inside of that relationship, that would be, like, go back to a couple questions. That would be a moment to be like, oh, maybe I should not be dating them if I'm not going to be honest with the people around me. And, like, a person of integrity, like, should be open season on, like, what's happening inside of our relationship. So. Yeah. No, you covered it. That was great. Yeah. Um. So why does God care about who we date? Yeah, I'm just going to wrap it with this because we are already like five minutes over the time that we said we do. Um, God cares about who you date because God cares about you and he cares about the person that you're dating. Um, In the context of that relationship that you're in, you will actually start to form one another because the people that you are close to are going to be formative to you and you're you're going to form them. They're going to, to form you. Are you helping one another love and follow Jesus if the, like, like chief end of, of of like our reasoning uh, of the chief end of like humanity is to like enjoy and glorify God then there's actually like this beautiful reality that as we like are in relationships it should be pressing us towards loving and following Jesus there actually should be freedom that's experienced within that and and there can be guys there's actually can be a lot of beauty experience while you're in relationships there could be a lot of like wisdom in not being in a relationship right now Maybe some like really hard conversations that like need to be had with the relationship you might be in. Wh- whatever, maybe not now, but in the future. Like that, there's actually space for all these things to take place because God really does care like about you, and He really does care about that person. Um, I think the the last thing, even even with this, um, that that I, I was I was thinking of. Sorry, I wrote some of this down. Um, like I. This is part of the reason, like, I'm trying to be like a dog a little bit on actually being, like, clear with people. Because the clarity piece within, like, because, uh, like, a situationship that results in, like, ghosting uh, gives you, like, a breakup with, like, some what-if baggage. Like, well, what if this or what if that and da-da-da. If there's no clarity that actually takes place there. Like, dating doesn't have to be the multiverse of madness, right? Like, it just doesn't have to be that. Like, it, it, it actually doesn't. You can actually be super clear and actually say, oh, okay, then it's a yes. Oh, okay, then it's a no. And push on, right? Because your life's not centralized or circle like around this particular thing. So, which means, by the way, that some of you will have different stories than others. Some of you will, like, meet the person you're marrying in college. Some of you won't. Cool. Like, some of you will date one person, and that will be the only person that you ever date, and you get married to them. Some of you won't. Cool. Like, they, like I didn't have that story, but I know people who do. Uh, Molly and I dated for a year and a half before I proposed. I have a friend of mine who was friends with the girl that he is now married to and they're expecting a kid. 
Um, they were friends for four years through college. After college, uh, like a year went by, they dated for six weeks and he proposed to her and they're happily married for three and a half years now. Those are different stories, right? But they're both good, right? That, like that actually ended well. Do I like suggest that? Am I codifying that? Is that what we're supposed to? No, that's the whole point right? Is that like there are good stories as you practice healthy and good frameworks in relation to dating. It's 1002. We'll just, we'll just gave it to me. Um, that, that, that's, that's the sign. So like the, the reason, like these stories are different, but the outcome is the same. Relationships are influential in forming you either into the image of Christ or not. So God does care about that significantly for you and for us. To that end, Let's pray. Um, so God, I ask that you would raise up laborers for the harvest, for the harvest is plentiful and the laborers are few. God, I, I ask um, that you would cultivate healthy relationships, um, even here at Salt Company, but God, that you would cultivate healthy relationships in and through the men and women in this room. God, that you would guide them in the way everlasting, that there would be a flourishing as they don't sit in the seat of the wicked or stand in the way of the sinner or, or, or walk in the, in the way of the mocker, but they do have their delight on your instruction, that your wisdom would shape the way in which these men and women uh, date. Father, I pray that it would shape you, th them, that it would form them. God, that you would uh, raise up men and women who would be uh, laborers, who would be leaders even out of this group, Father God, and that, that there would be a beauty to the way that they dated that showed the people who were around them a flourishing and better way, that the way of Jesus would mark the way that we uh, dated in this space and, and in this room, Jesus, that you would glorify yourself, that men and women would be honored in the context of relationships and not used, that love would outvote lust, that there would be uh, purity and not... Um, um, pain and shame. Father, I, I, I pray for wisdom. I, I ask that your will would be done. Um, God, would you do it? We love you. It's in your name. Amen and amen. Well, that was a ton in like 30-something minutes. Uh, like I said, we didn't answer every question. That's totally fine. Um, if you got more questions, we're here. But if not, we love you guys a ton. 10.03. Bye. <laughs>